Hi, Sister Moms. While we hope that you enjoy listening to the Four Moms podcast and find it helpful, it is not intended to replace a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. If you have questions about finding a mental health provider, please email us at fourmoms827 at gmail.com and we will send you a list of resources. We are Four Moms, a platform intended to uplift and empower those who listen so that they find their voice, seek healing, and recover their strength. It is our hope that in tuning into Four Moms, you find a community full of laughter, thought-provoking conversation, and you see a little bit of yourself in each one of us because we are four daughters, four women, and four moms here for you. Hi, Sister Moms. Welcome. Come on in and sit down with us. Welcome to the first episode of the Four Moms podcast. We're gonna start by introducing ourselves and telling you a little bit about us. Um, I am Dr. Lamb, I'm 34 years old and I have one very energetic boy who is almost three. Um, And a fun fact about me is that as a child, I really enjoyed theater. So I was in a lot of plays and dances and still secretly do some of that. Who's up next? Hi, my name is Irv Shea. I am 36 years old. I'm the mother of one, her name is Luna Simone. Um, and a fun fact for me is that I have, I come from a family of 10, so it's a lot of personalities and a lot of things going on every time we get together. <laughs> I can imagine, right? <laughs> and my name is Alisa. I am 25 years old. I have one little princess named Abigail. And a fun fact about me is I know sign language. Cool. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Kalima. Um, I'm 34 years old. I have two boys. Um, uh, <laughs> I have two boys, um, Caleb, who's five, soon to be six. And then I have um, Cadence, who is three, born on 30. Um, <laughs> a, f- a fun fact about myself is that I'm a singer, musician, all that good stuff. So music is my life. That's mm-hmm. us. So now we're going to get into our tea time where we discuss some trending topics, what's going on in the world, and Earth is going to help us with our first topic. So if you've been under a rock, which I hope you haven't been, dealing <laughs> with COVID, this is the vice president presidential debate, and it was with Kamala Harris and um, Mike Pence. So I feel if you were a Democrat, you believe Kamala won. If, you, if you're a Republican, you believe that Mike Pence won. But I really feel that who won was all minority groups because Kamala mm-hmm. is Asian American, she's Afro-American, and she's a woman. Wow. So um, the debate was better than the first one. And if you also saw the debate, you saw that they had a plexiglass in between them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was very interesting how things, you know, was addressed during that debate. I don't know if anyone else had any opinions. Yeah. So for me, I, I loved it. You know, I love seeing a woman, a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Be, yeah. be on, be, have that type of platform and she used it gracefully and well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mike, Mike Pence did a great job too. I think it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a more mature debate mm-hmm. than yes. the other one. <laughs> um, but one thing that stood out is that she was not seeing a few memes around this. She was giving us some Claire Huxley vibes. Oh yes. Like <laughs> straight up Claire Huxley vibes, you know, just like a regular mom. Like I understood what they were saying. It was clear, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was like probably the first debate I've ever actually watched like through mm-hmm. in my life. <laughs> so yeah, there's something about Kamala that felt really familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think she was easily, you know, easy to relate to for a lot of folks. She felt like a mom. She felt like an auntie. Right. She, um, she held her own and her ability to kind of manage. I felt like at point, there were some points where Mike Pence was a little bit, um, he was having a little bit of a tantrum. He yes. was jumping in and trying to speak over her. And she, in the calmest way, was like, no, no, I'm right. speaking. Right. And then a smile. It was and like everyone that. knows that I'm speaking. Yes. <laughs> it was like that smile that mothers give their children in public when they yeah. can't yank them. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's, right. That's, That's what I was conversation. Yes. Um, piggybacking off of what Earth said, I think that Kamala uh, did a really good job at representing African-American women in particular. Um, it's really important that we have the ability to speak our minds, speak our truth, and, you know, be in a position where we can make great improvements for the community. Um, and I just really hope that moving forward, everyone sees the work that she's trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that did come up, though, I think folks felt like Kamala did a good job, but they also, um, you know, some folks felt a little bit saddened by the idea that maybe she wasn't at full throttle, that, you know, if you've seen Kamala Harris when she was campaigning to be a president mm -hmm. herself, she was on 10. You know, yes. she was she was a little bit, she had a, a little bit of a stronger presence at mm -hmm. those times. So folks were talking about her trying to navigate, one, being female, and two, being a female of color. Mm -hmm. um, how aggressive can she be? Mm -hmm. How much can she, you know, set a boundary and say, I'm speaking and, and yeah. really um, mm -hmm. kind of present in the way that she wanted to? I don't know if you all had thoughts about that. Was she a little too mild and calm? Mm -hmm. I kind of felt she had to do her talking points. She had to talk about what Joe Biden and her are going to do. And then because of that, she couldn't really hit it at home. I felt the best part when she talked about the panic of when everyone was getting toilet paper because I believe all definitely <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Toilet paper, Lysol wise, Lysol spray, all that stuff. It was a panic for a couple of days. I remember I was still at work and when other my daughter's not in school yet. So when other people were saying like school's about to close, I said, Oh, this is serious. Schools are closing. What are these kids going to do? That's what they're going to be eating all day. <laughs> eating snacks. I didn't get to the grocery store. <laughs> to kind of like navigate like the stereotype of like the angry black woman yes. and mm -hmm. and still present as like a woman in power who has something to say in this situation and it's so hard to kind of figure out where you stand and right when she was running for president she had a different voice right mm -hmm. and now she's vice president but she mm -hmm. still has a voice and she's trying to just figure out what to do with that voice now and still be respectful be that role model you know mm -hmm. be that go-to person for how do we handle ourselves in a mm -hmm. very important political debate. Yeah. 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 And as a mom, you're always, you're always put in front. And now she kind of has to be back towards mm -hmm. a man that wants to be president. So yeah, I would definitely see that as a struggle for her. Yeah. I think there's a certain amount of hypervigilance you have to have as a person of color when you're thinking about your perception. Yes. Um, I, it may not, so people have different ways of doing this, like when they talk to their kids about how to be in the world. But I remember one of the things my mom said was, you have to remember, mm -hmm. you have two strikes against you. Mm -hmm. You're black and you're female, so mm -hmm. you can't afford to make any mistakes. Right. And, you know, on the one hand, it's like, thanks for, you know, pushing me, mom. But on the other hand, <laughs> thanks for making me yeah. anxious and, yeah. you know, really super aware of what I say and how people, you know, 
really look at me. So mm -hmm. I imagine, of course, we don't know for sure, but I imagine some of this stuff could have been going on for her that mm -hmm. I don't want to be perceived, like you said, as that angry black woman, but I don't want to um, be seen as a person who doesn't have a voice and thoughts and opinions that are valid and worth listening to. Right. Yeah. Those, Those are the reason why I vote. So everyone vote, vote, yeah, vote, 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 vote. vote. <laughs> is coming so so not to switch topics too much but to kind of stay um with the times you know right now is uh breast cancer awareness uh, month october so um you know all the breast cancer survivors you know we're here for you we salute you yeah yes. that's major you know my mom is a cancer survivor not breast cancer but still cancer in general so just highlighting like all women that have been impacted in any way, you know, around this. So we wanted to bring up um, Ananda Lewis, who is, um, she used to be, I believe, a, co um, a host back in the day on, what was it, Teen um, Summit on BET. So um, she had just released a story basically saying um, that she's in stage uh, three um, of breast cancer. So really upsetting, um, you know, but she also not only disclosed um, her status, but she was just bringing awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Because so many women, women in general, but women of color especially, are impacted um, by breast cancer. So um, definitely just putting the awareness out there to get tested um, if you can, stay up with those mammograms. Um, yes. And to know your family history, right? Like some of us don't ask enough questions. Mm -hmm. Like I'm the type of person, I'm asking about my grandmama, my great grandmama, like I'm asking <laughs> right. as yeah. many invasive yeah. questions as I can because I really want to know my history. Mm -hmm. And as we know, you know, like women of color always don't get the same treatment or the yes. same type of um, support in the medical field. So we have to be advocates for ourselves. Absolutely. So. A big part of awareness is learning how to be a self-advocate, ask questions, do mm -hmm. your breast exams, bring up any concerns that you may have when you are not feeling your 100% best and be okay mm -hmm. with fighting for yourself. Be okay with not taking no for an answer, right. getting a second opinion, switching doctors, find black doctors, yeah. someone that's there to listen for you and to get your concerns heard mm -hmm. so that you get the best medical treatment possible. You want to make sure that your priority is yourself. Mm -hmm. And though it may cost you some relationships with doctors. I've been seeing this doctor for 10 years. He'll never send me wrong. You just have to do what's best for yourself. And if you don't feel that you're getting the care that you need, it's okay to move on. It's okay to get another doctor. Yeah, and I think as a mom, like for me, my focus on myself medically changed because I'm always in mom mode. I'm always thinking about my kids, yes. right? I don't take care of self mm -hmm. enough. So I think that that's where the line kind of gets great a lot of times if we're not, you know, having that self-care time or bringing awareness to our body. You know, we're rushing to take a shower, right? Mm -hmm. For a mom, it's like taking a shower is like, I did it, you know? So, <laughs> Two minutes. Right, exactly. That's all I got. Or they in there with you staring right. at you, right? Looking for a snack. So. Or something you can hide. Yes, yes. Hide, cry, scream, whatever you need to do that day. So, um, yeah. So we asked some of our viewers to send in questions. What do you want to know about us? So the first question was, what is something you wish someone would have told you before you became a mom? So just to let us get started, I'm going to start with Dr. Liam, then Kalima, Earth, and then Anissa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish um, someone would have told me that parenthood is a moving target. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think I had in my mind, I'm a, I'm a preparer, so I like to research things and get ready and have the answer. Yeah, and she's like, okay, <laughs> mission done. Like, we should complete. <laughs> but it's a moving target. Every stage has, um, you know, some something new to learn. So just mm-hmm. when you think you've learned enough and you've you kind of got this whole thing down packed, mm-hmm. it's time to adjust and learn and adapt to that new phase. So that's mm-hmm. something that's, um, that I've learned. And when I've accepted it, it mm-hmm. it's helped me in parenting and knowing that, you know, it's okay not to have all the answers because things are constantly you know kind of changing yeah 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 for me um definitely uh relational changes like how your relationships whether it's making new friends or losing friends Mm -hmm. or friends that don't have children friends that do friends that are married with children friends that are divorced with children single moms all of that like matters even like your relationship with your mother Mm -hmm. if she's around or your grandmother who arranged you can be impacted well, I don't um, and change right <laughs> they're like wait you my child I raised you how you gonna tell me how to raise a baby you know but you may have special things that you yeah. want for your child mm-hmm. or things that we're just like mom you did that thank you but that was jacked up I don't want to do that with my kids <laughs> so I'm gonna do something I don't think it turned out okay <laughs> exactly how many years of therapy yeah. <laughs> seriously that's why I'm here but between that and um, just every single type of relationship that you could have, and I know Earth is going to speak on this as well, but from being married, you know, um, dating, whatever, whatever stage you have your child in, you have to relearn you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something I would have appreciated more information on, <laughs> more experiences. So um, like Kalima said, regarding relationships when you have children. So I'm a visionary. So I always envision what my life is going to be like when I had a kid, when Mm -hmm. I got married, all these things. So my vision was when I had a baby that my mom was going to come home with me (laughs) and she was going to help me out. Or it's going to be three people taking care of a little baby. And that did not happen. Mm -hmm. One, um, like I said, I'm a family of 10. So my mom at this point, she's seen... 15 wow. grandchildren she's wow. like you got it girl <laughs> <laughs> you're being <laughs> out right <laughs> that was one two um work relationships um you tend to start hanging around people that do have kids more mm. they understand when maybe you have to work late you have to figure out who's going to watch your kid um mm-hmm. and then your friends that don't have kids i like to go out and do happy hour mm-hmm. so you can't do happy hour every friday because you have to go home and take care of your child that's right and even with your husband, um, unfortunately, it happens sometimes your husband becomes the second most important person in your life. <laughs> and sometimes the one person you want to kill, you know, that yes. day in your life. Um, but um, one woman always told me that, um, that your husband should be actually number one because mm-hmm. your husband or significant other or whoever you have in your life is a person that's always going to be there. Your children will mm-hmm. grow up and, and leave. So you need to make sure your relationship with your husband is the best it can be during mm-hmm. the time that you are um, nine months of being pregnant and mm-hmm. even after to so make sure you guys check in on mm-hmm. yourself. So um, what other relationships have changed for me? I think that's it. I, friendships are always good to have friends with that have kids too, so you mm-hmm. guys can bond and learn mm-hmm. from each other. But I would say the hardest part is mostly your probably um, your relationship with your significant other or husband. Mm-hmm. I wish someone would have told me that it's okay to make mistakes raising a child. Um, I there's so many things I wish I did or didn't do or did differently, and I like kind of overachiever here, and I'm like, did I do enough? Mm-hmm. Like. 
she's four now. <clears throat> did I read to her enough? Did mm -hmm. I sing to her? Did I take her to church enough? Did I teach her how to pray? Um, but even if I didn't do all that, those things, she's still alive and she's right. still, That's she's true. still learning and she's still growing <laughs> yep. and you're okay. Yeah. And no yeah. one has a handbook on how to yeah. raise a, raise a child. Mm -hmm. You know, you have these books, what to expect when you're expecting, right. what do you do when they're actually here? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just wish someone would tell me that mistakes is a part of the learning process mm -hmm. and you're going to keep making mistakes and a thing. The most important thing is taking the time back to say, sorry, when you're wrong mm -hmm. or to, to apologize right. to them to teach them that it's okay that mommy made a mistake and it's okay mm -hmm. that you made a mistake and we're going to yes. learn and grow together and right. the most important thing now let's start over mm -hmm. yes. and forgive yourself forgive right? yes yeah. forgive myself definitely i definitely wish i would have someone would have told me that but i'm telling you guys now don't worry <laughs> yeah. I, I think mom guilt is a real thing it so, is yeah. definitely your baby fall and hurt their leg like you take it on so much mm -hmm. you know something as simple as that is bound to happen so yeah um so the next question that we got from our viewers was how did you know you were ready to be a mom <laughs> i guess i'll start and we'll go around um i didn't know i was ready to be a mom <laughs> yeah. i knew that i needed something to give me purpose something for me to fight for and um i was recently i was newly married when i got pregnant and i was just it just kind of happened i just think that she came when she came and it was the right time <laughs> for me and you know it happened <laughs> so I know that I was really ready to be a mom, but I kind of learned and grew up and mm -hmm. made the changes to be a mom. Um, so I kind of sat back and thought, what else am I doing? But no, I think like where we were, we had been married for about a year and a half mm -hmm. and it just, you know, in our conversations, it was the natural next step mm -hmm. or progression. And, you know, we thought about it like, you know, I love you so much. Now I kind of want to see that love in physical form. Mm -hmm. So that was our kind of thinking around it. I, I love that. that love and our love in physical form. Beautiful. <laughs> That's a quote. Yeah. <laughs> For our book. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> So for me, uh, my grandmother always told me um, to enjoy your marriage before you get before you have children. Right? Mm -hmm. My grandmother and grandfather were married for ten years, which was unheard of before they got uh, before they started having children, and then they had nine. So they traveled, they did like everything that you could do, you know. Um, then they had children. So. For me, I just always kept it in my mind. So my situation was a little different because my husband and I inherited um, foster children mm -hmm. at the time. So we had three teenage foster children wow. before we even had our own children. So that was ways. crazy. Yes. Wow. Um, but that's going to be a time to go to another day. Oh, yeah. I got some stories. I got some stories. So we had them for a year and a half. And they're still my babies, right? So we had them for a year and a half. I'm sorry, we were married, I think, for a year and a half, maybe almost two years at that point. And we had them for over a year. Mm -hmm. So then I got pregnant like a month after they got there. So we just kind of just dove into parenting, right? This all every age group possible. <laughs> and we had to just figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that my grandmother's advice is waiting a little bit, you know, before you started to have your own family. So I think I was like two and a half years into marriage before we had our first. 
submit your questions and concerns and we'll be happy to address them um we're going to enter our mommy minute so join us sister moms for our mommy minute by miss earth oh that was you found easy oh okay throughout your week. Pay attention to the things that are going well throughout your journey of motherhood. Get a gratitude journal. Write them down. Think about the impact that you're making on the world by raising your little humans. And we'd love for you to share it with us. Um, we do thank you for joining us on our very first podcast. Salute to all the sister moms. <laughs> Be sure to take care of yourself and make sure you tune in for our next chat. Bye. See you next time.